From Breaking Bad to Calling Saul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chilling, watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black. True Detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. Get into Geek. This is Marvel TV episode 11. We are talking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and The Gifted. My name is Mitch. Joining me as always, Captain Marvel himself. It's Matty Gibson. Well, hello. Hello, friend. Uh, here we are. We can continually doing our gear in isolation now just to keep things as normal you and i we also obviously do get into gate uh which we record in a in a proper radio studio when it's just you and i doing some geek chat we like to go into a much more it's a lot smaller a little bit more intimate um studio so what uh, that's where i am today just to really set the mood for our uh, for our geekness today our marvel tv-ness i'm sitting here in our little studio i've got you on skype so you're probably in my eyesight as big as you would be if you were in the room so this feels really normal <laughs> there must be a quite a large screen that you're on then but how, thank you how, how dare you sir and you're how doing the right you, thing sir. too you're sitting in your geek room so you you look like you're coming from some kind of like geek haven you're surrounded by all yeah. kinds of figurines and it glass is, cabinets it is weird not recording and being able to like smell your must though like it's weird yeah. i don't have that olfactory sense you know well, man, I can send you a right. shirt if you want. You can just have it hanging behind the computer and just get some kind of wafting. Uh, is that? I'll send you today's one because today's one was when I got to, oh, I was about 11.30 in the morning. I'd been at work since 5.30 and at nearly noon I go, oh, I didn't put deodorant on today. So it would be some kind of musk, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to continue talking about uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gifted. Uh, look, here in Australia, we're still a few weeks behind. But while we were starting the new season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the second and final uh, season of Gifted, very late last year, we did only um, post it last week because I'm really, really good at doing this whole podcast thing. I wanted yeah. to get back into it because... Shield's final season has just started in the States. And of course, we in Australia, in this digital age, still get it three weeks late. So uh, we're going to start <laughs> trying to make up some ground and uh, eventually be on par with uh, with Australia. It'll be nice to do so in America, but no one wants to play it when it comes out. Whatever's going on. So we, uh, we want to get back into things. And um, it's probably a good time to get back into Marvel TV while all the production of TV and movies is going on at the moment or getting back into things post-coronavirus. Um, restrictions and things we're going to be getting a lot of marvel tv soon i know we're getting one division uh, we're obviously getting uh the falcon and winter soldier series they're always dropping other little bits and pieces about what else is coming loki obviously next year as well so uh we're almost mm. saying goodbye to the old marvel tv and then get then to get into the marvel studios tv yeah it's like the next generation yeah the the real interconnected mcu stuff so uh yeah, yeah i mean it's like when uh when degrassi came back with degrassi the next generation yeah you know and it's like you know it's there it's the same but it's kind of not but you know we're obviously going to like what we, what's going to come and we've got a farewell to some stuff we have liked and other stuff which we might have liked back in the day which is sort of went into weird directions and and kind of don't know what's going on and if you haven't figured it out yet yes i am talking about agents of shield specifically season two so let's get into it 
episode two and three we're going to be talking about today. So while Marvel TV at the moment, between us, Maddie, we are talking S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gifted. We are giving Gifted a bit of a rest this week while we try to make up some ground on S.H.I.E.L.D. So it's a special double episode. When I say special, yeah. I just mean double episode because nothing in particular special about these two episodes. It's not even the two-parter that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, but... While not a lot is happening like it wasn't last year as we covered on the show, we kind of want to talk about as many episodes as we can at the same time, just so it sounds like we are talking about something when not much is going on in the show. (laughs) What do you mean, Mitch? So much stuff happens. Yeah, I mean, I wrote a lot of notes down, but I think I was just getting eager. I mean, I obviously got excited. Like I said, we you know we, we work on Get Into Gate, and uh, one of our favorite episodes of Stargate SG-1 is an episode called Window of Opportunity, and that's the name of mm. this first episode we're talking about tonight. Window of Opportunity, and then Fear and Loathing on the Planet of Kitson, of course, that <laughs> that old chestnut. So, yeah, we, we really pick up from where we got to on the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 and uh, the whole Clark Gregg, you know, sort of bombshell, if you will, within Universe. We obviously knew about it uh, watching it as viewers, but uh, the fact that Coulson's back, hang on, no, he's not. Is he? Is he working with aliens? No, he's, he's going by the name of Sarge. Is he an alien? Is he some kind of copy? And that's sort of, uh, that's sort of where, we, where we pick up at the moment. My first thing that I noticed, while he still plays a Clark Gregg character, I'm starting to figure that's obviously just who he is. That's his, that's his shtick of you know, being that sort of friendly but condescending type uh, character that he plays in everything he does. Clark Gregg... Clark Gregg still kind of plays good bad guy. I actually like him, even though he, he's like he's he's shorter, he's older, he's got a sweet sounding voice. He somehow manages to wrap that all up and still play a kind of convincing, like evil guy. Yeah, I did like right at the opening the way they kind of they did the sunglasses gag where it kind of spun around yeah. and it was like his old Agent Colson sunglasses. Yep. And you think he's gonna pick them up and you're like, Oh, there's a little bit of Al Colson in there, and then now he goes with the ones above it. Yeah. Which then also gives a little bit of a Terminator nod as well, yeah, like yeah. in that kind of ass. So I, I did, I did that, that that kind of like balance around of him, him playing around with that. It's interesting you just say that it touches on that Colson thing because. I guess going into this season, you know that he's coming back and then you get a glimpse of him last week and then this episode starts, you're like, okay, well, it's not Coulson. It's just they're just another way of them keeping Clark Ge- Greg around. Why am I saying Clark Gegg? I'm going to keep doing that. And in my own head, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to edit that out. No, I'm not. I'm just going to leave it because I'm going to say it a thousand times and I'm not going to care to edit it out in the edit. So uh, Clark Gegg, Greg, um, they keep mentioning obviously Coulson within the team, the bad guys don't seem to know about it until they really come together. And I don't know whether that was um, in uh, in the first or second of these two episodes we're talking about, but... It would have been the first one because Window of Opportunity was oh, all course. the stuff that happened on Earth and then Kitson was all on the planet Kitson. You're right. The Window of Opportunity was indeed a window device. And yeah, he came across May and May does drop him that uh, uh, Coulson line and... and as uh, as his little offsider says later on in the episode, you froze. What does that name mean? What's that word mean? What does Coulson mean? He says, I don't know, but it rings a bell. And up until yeah. this point, I just thought, okay, well, he knows who he is and what he is, and it's got nothing to do with Coulson, or he's specifically taken on the, the, the body image of Coulson. I don't know why they would do that as an alien or otherworldly being or something. But now it's just like, hang on, is he just some kind of duplicate or doppelganger or something by coincidence? But the fact that the Coulson name resonated with him somehow, 
It's like, okay, cool. There's a mystery there. Um, and even it affects that side of the storyline. It's not just our agents that are, are, are wondering what's going on. It's also the bad guys who are walking around with, as far as we're led to believe, Colson, like that guy, that old friend of Max, the doctor, the scientist, did DNA tests. He goes, this is Phil Colson. I don't think he died. Yeah, which is straight away I was like, oh, that's easy. Then It's an alternate dimension, alternate reality version of, yeah. of Colson. That's not a problem. But then the thing that, sort of goes against that is when the big guy says something about um, he hasn't been in his home atmosphere in nine years. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So they, at least the big guy, like he looks human, even though he's like on the larger side, you know, I'm like, okay, so he doesn't necessarily live in Earth's atmosphere. Like, because even if you're switching dimensions or mm. whatever to the same Earth, because of all that stuff about, you know, the currency earlier on, they're comparing the different worlds they've been to a currency. I'm like, okay, they're talking about worlds in this universe or are they skipping universes and realities like I, I wasn't sure but the, yeah the fact that he sort of clicked on the colson name i'm like huh mm. so I, I genuinely don't know what who or what this colson is then and there's no real hints that we can take from the films either while we've you know long documented even on this show that the mcu tv and the mcu films don't really acknowledge one another or certainly the movies don't acknowledge the uh, the the tv shows but the tv shows kind of you know take little bits and pieces from the films and either work them into their storylines or birth storylines entirely from them so when we had you know the time travel aspects at the end of last season season five you know we sort of had to sit there and compare okay while the tv writers might not have gotten the notes from endgame and the way that their time travel worked you know how does it fit in how do they correlate do they break one another's rules and all that this whole alternate dimension type thing this is ground that we haven't covered in the films yet so we've got no nothing to base it on no other rules to sort of work off you know and and part yeah. of me before wanted to scream at you i know the answer but i'm confusing myself with and save your rage, the the um the the Arrowverse, um because there's obviously doppelgangers getting ah, around all over yeah. the place because there's there's alternate you know worlds out there and other uh, parallel universes and things and they often um you know come across their doubles and things and it's quite simple if you see a, a double of a, of an actor or a character on the show you go oh okay alternate Earth sick don't even worry about it you don't question it whereas in this show there's no basis for that you know except the LMD things but these guys seemingly came through a portal from another world and that that vision that we get from the microchip of the bloke that was stuck in the concrete that max old doctor you know gets in and puts onto a tv and shit they have definitely come from some alien world that as far as they're led to believe they destroyed as well so yeah yeah you know it's only episode two we don't need any answers yet or even episode three that we're talking about as well but it's certainly raising a lot of questions that it's maybe not just as simple as oh they found colson's dead body again and just again they zapped him with alien blood and he's a different guy or they dropped a different consciousness in him you know like may said he died i was there to the end it's insulting that you would even suggest that that is him and that he never died this episode the first time i watched it was very very confusing for me because i didn't i didn't understand what they were trying to do mm. and i reckon i've probably seen it's almost good that we've sort of we we paused and, and we had to come back to agents of shield because i ended up watching this episode like window of opportunity watching it like three times because yeah, i watched well. it like the first time and then we sort of didn't get a chance to record and then i watched it a second time 
and then we didn't get to record and then I watched it again just the other day. Oh my god. I, and it, I'll apologise for all that. Because <laughs> the amount of times I went, no. bro, I'm ready. Let's record. We'll record in two days. <laughs> and to you being like a good friend and a good partner in this whole thing, go and watch it straight away. Whereas for me, you, you should call me like 40 minutes before we record and say, have you seen it? And I go... I'm just about to watch it now. And you go, yeah, okay, me too. I'm not waiting for you anymore. <laughs> well, normally I like, and that's the thing, like we're into season seven, like on, you know, in, in live in live TV now, but normally I would just go ahead. Mm. I'd just go ahead without you. But what actually happened was, is, is I was DVRing all these on my, on my TV. And I had episode one, episode two, I missed episode three, and then I had four onwards. So it was easy enough for me to watch episode two, um, sort of again, and then my DVR died and I lost uh, them all. Uh, oh no! And I've just been too lazy slash, you know, too much of a purist to go and illegally download them or stream them because there's no way to really watch them legally in Australia. So I just haven't, I haven't watched them all and I haven't sort of gone ahead. So it actually worked out really, really well in that I was able to go back over this episode and the first episode a couple of times because I didn't understand... Like when the guys came through the concrete, I was like in my head, I'm like, why didn't they all just come through? Yeah. Like why I didn't I didn't understand. And there was a line really briefly where they basically said the scouts have to quote unquote clear a path because in the first episode they say coming through and they it's a throwaway line that you really have to pay attention to. They say coming through quote native structures is bad. So that's why the second guy got frozen into the concrete mm. is because that's a quote-unquote native structure to our world yeah so that's why so i'm assuming that if they tried the whole reason they sent through a couple of scouts is so that they can bring their big mobile base optimus prime truck through yeah and if and they need to clear a path so that's why they blew up the museum was so that there was a clear path and there was because that's apparently where the truck was coming through no matter what mm. And they had to clear a path of native structures so that the truck could come through clearly. Yeah. And I totally missed that the first two times I watched it. I, yeah. Because they were just such quick throw, throwaway lines. You really had to, sort of had to pay attention to sort of grab onto them. So now it kind of makes sense to me. Because at the start I was like, what is this bullshit? What is going on? Mm. I don't understand. What's... And now I'm like, oh, okay. So they've kind of set up a little... I mean, the invisible truck makes no sense. It makes no sense to have a Mack truck driving around that turns invisible because if you're driving on a road, which yeah. they were, and you're invisible, that doesn't help. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. I feel like some movies and TV when they like seem to suggest that something's invisible. It, it in my head, I'm like, do you also think that that ma- means that you, you you're you're a matter that something else can pass through? Like, yeah, like it's realize, intangible as yeah, well. You do realize it's just basically someone closing their eyes and feeling out in the dark. They're still gonna feel you. They can't see you. You're still yeah. a physical structure that can be touched and manipulated, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Dis- and, and if you've got cars coming in the other direction on the road and they can't see you, they're just driving <laughs> as normal, you're the one that's got to swerve for them because they can't see you. Yep. It makes more work. <laughs> so, But I, I, I guess in my, in my mind, I'm like, what they wanted to do was obviously mirror the bus. Mm. Like that's, that's Sarge's version of the bus yep. with the cloaking device. So yeah. I, I get that, but... You know, it takes me back to that one scene of that one Bond movie I've seen where he's got the little sports car that um, that goes invisible. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, that's not that's not a great one. I, I kind of, you know, we, we, we had <laughs> joked, and I even actually went back and did some more of the math last night because Maddie and I have spoken about for for many months now. I mean, there's a lot of movies that you really want me to to watch, and we actually spoke about it a lot last week. You, you 
and myself and Terry, who we, we used to do uh, DC TV talk with. And uh, somehow, I don't even know how it was brought up, but Galaxy Quest. And that's one movie that I've never seen. It's been out for, what, 20-something years. And it's one that you've always wanted me to watch. And I'm like, yeah, one day, one day, I'll get there. You know, it's been on Stan. It's been on Netflix. It's been on TV a hundred times. Like it's. I mean, there's a documentary on Amazon Prime for it now. <laughs> it's it's called there. Never Give Up, Never Surrender. Yeah, it could probably rent it like on the iTunes. 20th anniversary. Yeah, you could probably rent it on iTunes for like 99 cents. I've never watched it. There's a bunch of movies and TV shows that you really want to get me into. And I don't even know how. I think it was the fact that you said, I've never seen a Bond movie before. I've seen bits and pieces of about seven of them. And I'm like, you should watch everyone. You should watch all of them before No Time to Die comes out in early April. Obviously, we've that's come and gone. And thanks to COVID, you motherfucker, uh, you, you pushed all the movies <laughs> back. And uh, that's now coming out November 12. And I said, Maddie, we need to jump onto this and watch every Bond movie to get you ready for No Time to Die. Or at least just have you watch them and then a new one comes out. It's just my excuse, really. Um, so whether or not that ends up happening, I know that... Well, and I'm happy to take that bullet if it means you'll finally watch Galaxy I Quest. I will do like... Galaxy Quest and I'll at least owe you. It was going to be like a one-for-one podcast, I think. So you do 24 James Bond films and uh, whether that means you've got 24 in a list of uh, movies you want me to watch, let's do it. Unfortunately, oh, though, I thought of about ten or twelve okay. straight up, straight away. Oh, right, we can so. do it. I think we can do it. The, the 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 problem is, and unsurprisingly, after last week's episode of Marvel TV um, was uploaded six months late, um, I did the math last night, and if we're going to watch one Bond movie and have a podcast out every week before No Time to Die comes out on November twelfth. Our first episode should have come out on the weekend, just gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're already buying the ball. Woo! Let's do it. Uh, anyway, back to S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll <laughs> we can talk about that on a message chain later when you go, dude, I'm not watching 24 Bond movies in six months. It's not happening. Um, unless you can give me 12 <laughs> Galaxy Quests and we'll get into it. Uh, it. It was funny you saying before that you were glad to sit there and, and re-watch this and catch up on a few things or be reminded of a few things. I was the same, even though I didn't re-watch episode one, I think somewhere through episode two, and uh, Enoch, the uh, the bald alien kind of robot guys uh, with that uh, with Fitz, said something He's to him. He's not a robot. Yes. He's a chronicon. That's a chronicon. <laughs> I am a chronicon who's good at gambling. Apparently, uh, said to uh, Fitz about you know we've got to get you back into cryo. And again, not having watched Agents of Shield in six months. And that was after watching episode one, which itself was six months after the finale of season five. I had totally forgotten that this fits. He, he's not aware of what happened in the second half of, or rather the, the yeah. second, third and fourth quarters of season five. He is the guy this, that went this is into Fitz cryo. Post rewind. It was yeah. probably our favorite episode of last Absolutely season. Absolutely. Rewind. Yeah. What well, episode four, I want to say. So this is, yeah. this fits is a continuation of episode four of season five. He's he's rushing to get back into cryo for no for no reason. Like he doesn't know that obviously, and that's great. But I had completely blanked on that because you see Gemma and and Daisy and the rest of the the nameless crew that I keep forgetting. They're on that ship that somehow can go into galactic now. Uh, they're they're out there looking for Fitz and and the rest of the crew that are on Earth keeping things in check or at least trying to. While Sarge is you know tearing shit apart, and they're aware of the others that are out there that are looking for Fitz because they want to get him back after they change you know, the future and save the world blah 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 and I'm like this guy hang on that's right he has no idea any of that's ever happened I just find that fascinating from almost a character point of view and that's the issue that I had at the end of last season when Gemma's like we're going to go find him because you know Enoch's saying we have to get you back in cryo yeah 
but Gemma's now going to, like, when Gemma finally finds him, she's going to be like, oh, we, we fixed it. You don't have to be in cryo. Yeah. Then that, from everything we know about, you know, temporal mechanics in, in science fiction TV shows, that would undo everything they did because that Fitz wasn't there in the future to help them out. So that future would have been different. So it creates kind of like a time paradox. Yeah. And that's the thing. I know we've so, we spoken about it a bunch of times on this podcast and you can probably check out our conversations on, on at least the last three or four. Is it, It's actually not, and I'd probably because I haven't thought about it as much, to me that's actually not a problem because, I don't know, maybe I'm applying endgame logic in a way. Like I know it's a it's different time travel. I think they might be too. Yeah, yeah. That you go. Oh, this is you know they've left their future. You know that they were transported to their own future at the end of season four, beginning of season five. It was all messed up. They then went back in time to then prevent that future from happening. But you could look at it in Endgame times. They just went to uh, an alternate Earth, you know, or created a different timeline. So the fits that is frozen is a different Fitz and the one that helped them that came out of cryo and died well it's get confusing but to me it But it, yeah cuz it is it is weird because as far as we know last season this all happened it's like mm. was was Fitz taken like cuz we saw there was that big ship at the end of the first episode that split him in split the ship in half or whatever where he was sleeping Yeah did that happen the first time around, or is this only happened because we changed the the future? Yeah, that's you're like, right. That's where the big question comes from because yeah. those aliens, what was why? Uh, I don't know. Would they have been diverted away from Earth if you know uh, the, the the Earth had been ripped in half? You know, yeah. only months before that or something. Would that have you know steered them away from Earth? But the fact that Earth is still this pristine planet now, well, then they're kind of attracted to the galaxy and they come across a ship and for no reason whatsoever decide to split it in half with an energy blast of some description. And... Okay, that is not the only issue I have with that ship and the people on it. <laughs> yep. Because, okay, so the first time we see Fitz is what, the end of episode one? And you just see him like snorting drugs or whatever, and you see much, and that cuts to black, and you're like, "Oh, what's going on?" And then you've got to remember that that this episode, like episode three, Wind of Opportunity, it was actually him doing the thing that changed his eye color so he could pass for this other species who was apparently really xenophobic and blah 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 blah. So he had to pretend and learn a different language, and that was what outed him as not being that and being a human, blah blah blah. But that ship was always going to. Not Kitson, the other planet, whatever it was. Um, uh, Narrowatsia. Of... Oh, no, no, sorry. They were on Kitson because they remember they didn't stop at Narrowatsia. Mm. And they went to Kitson and that's where they offloaded the supplies to the, the two most human looking guys I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep. The guy with the mustache and stuff. And it's like, well, were. Were the original crew going to go there? Because they were expecting the, the Zandarian snail delivery. Mm. But then those two guys clearly weren't the same species, so they wouldn't have been dealing with... It. None of it made sense. Yeah. None of it made sense. Like, um, the whole thing of them being xenophobic and having different coloured eyes, completely out the window. Or out the airlock, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, actually. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about 
even though it obviously is the same ship, but it was it was another th- a line, you know, in the middle of episode two, I think, where they said, oh, you know, they cut the ship in half, and I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. That was how this season opened. Was here's Fitz's ship, and he's dead. And it's like, well, obviously he's not. They didn't just do the big previously on Shield to show that he was still alive, only to kill him, and then what? Have Gemma find out in four weeks' time, and like that be it, whatever. But yeah, the fact that they went out of their way to kill, and then to why were you there in the first place? And yeah, it's it's all very. It's yeah. very strange. And but... then the and then the fact that when they figured out that Fitz wasn't, you know, whatever species he he was claiming to be because he didn't know. He said he was from way 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 north that was like the irradiated plains or whatever. She automatically said, "Oh, he's a Terran." Mm. It's like, well, we've seen in the past, especially with Captain Marvel, we've seen that there are there are Cree that look perfectly human. Yeah. That at not one point did they think he could have been Cree because we've never seen that in um, in Ages of Shield, we've only ever seen the blue Kree, yes. I believe. I don't think we've seen we've seen a, a pink Kree. No, I think only um, I think only blue. Yeah, yeah. So again, like, but if you're a you know space dwelling people who know who the Kree are, and know you know that the, I mean there were so many pink Kree yeah. in Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, there's just so many little inconsistencies for me and it's hard because you know it's written by a Whedon you know this show is run by a Whedon I know it pains it to you be... to, to, to speak of any kind of negativity <laughs> <laughs> and you know it was kind of actually as in a way cheesy or you know whatever it, it may have been at the end of episode 2 where they're going on our outs here they're going on our outs here hey you know what we should just go to Kitson and just see what happens okay boom and literally as they fly by a wormhole opens up and out shoots Gemma and, oh, and, and, and Daisy it's like, oh, we're nearly here, here. I can feel that he's here. And I'm like, yeah, well, part of me is like, oh, of course, it just happened to be at that moment. Even though they, uh, did they, it was at the, no, the end of episode one was when she hit that button to go into that wormhole. And yeah. obviously that was the same, you know, roughly the same time. And, you know, so we're sort of messing with, t- not timelines a little bit, but we're telling this out of order in, in some sense. But still... Yeah, like, just jumping back and forward. Yeah, like you said, three seconds. And, and they would have seen the ship and, you know, whatever. But um, I, I at the same time, I kind of like that because I'm like, oh my God, and, you know, the vast galaxy and they just, they were right there. And, you know, imagine if you would have known that. Like, I, I often think about that even just driving in traffic and I'm like, you know, people on the other side of the road, like how many people do i know that i drive past every day that i that i'm not aware of you know like yeah yeah some it was it was cheesy as hell and sort of a night you know just a, a cheap little way to end the episode at the same yeah, time very fit simmons though yeah exactly like, yeah, yeah they're so used to and then they sort of repeated again at the end of episode three when they and they actually see each other this time mm. and they said and then old mate with his teleportation ring pops out takes fits and away he's gone and they've technically missed each other again yeah what are you more a fan of the, uh, the 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 window of opportunity device where it's they seem to what just sort of paint an area going this is this is sick we'll do it here put the device on the top and then it just makes that little outline into a door or the ring device that the bounty hunter just chucks in the ground stands above it spins some rings around and then it seems to like shrink him down into the disc and the disc just flies off. Um, yeah, I'm like, no, that's I don't. Cool... I don't like that at all. When we were first introduced to him at the start of the episode, and you see him pull up like his Xena ring, I had flashbacks <laughs> to was it Ruby last season? Yes, yeah, with the her little chick, rings yeah. of death. Yeah, and I was like, oh god, not another one. <laughs> um, but no, I, I really liked what they did with um, in Window of Opportunity with that little sort of sort of window, because I have seen that before. Like in Charmed, they do that. Like they just put they just get magic chalk and draw it on the wall. 
and then it's a doorway like a portal to wherever they they need to go but i like the fact that this one was like on a on a movable piece of steel yeah that like you know they knock it over and it falls fa- um you know face down on the ground and then suddenly people are running into it and the way the old mate was able to move it and like trip may with it and then she fell backwards into it that like, was I so liked cool. All that cool it reminded me of um, all the Blink stuff from Days of Future yes, Past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way they sort of, sort of play. It was something I'd, I'd not seen before. It was fresh. And I was like, yeah, that's really cool. I like that. It was because it was in between a great fight scene with May. Because yeah. May fight scenes are always, you know, kick ass. Yeah. I like when she came out of that and they said, oh, how did you get here? What happened? She's like, I lost. And she's sitting there and she's so sweaty and so filthy. And I'm like, man, and she was so pissed too. Like, in that great Ming Na Wen way. Like, I looked at him like, yeah, you, you're an angry woman now. Like, whoever did that to you, you're gonna you're gonna best them at some point uh but that yeah that was a really cool move like trip her over and the fact that she was standing up looking at the roof and then oh no that she was looking at the wall and yet they were looking down through their floor so like the physics of it looked completely out and that just was a really cool little visual yeah so you're right i'm I'm actually more a fan of that idea of a teleportation device i've thought of it in the past as my own little fun ways and little short stories and and you know home movies that i've made i'm like god wouldn't that be cool if you could just like build a door out of you know like a wooden frame and then just have like a special button that turned that into a portal that'd be fucking sick and that's what i the 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 weird sort of hills and valleys of agents of shield is they have such amazing elements like that but it's like in the same scene when may first sort of get like when she finally finds the the cloaked truck by throwing dirt on it Mm. and then it cuts to a scene inside like colson slash sarge leaves the cloaked truck by the door and then literally three seconds later, May knocks on that door. Then the guy goes, oh, did you forget something? Opens yeah. it and she comes in <laughs> saying, where is he? Yeah. And it's like, surely she would have seen Sarge leave? Oh, you'd, like, yeah, you'd think so. Three seconds? Maybe he's got a little invisibility cloak as well, you know? Like, they, <laughs> they, got, all, they got all the tricks. Um, and then the other thing, I'm going to go back to the, um, the spaceship because I feel like the spaceship in episode two was some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. <laughs> um... Was the whole, like, Fitz double-crossing the captain, blah, 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 blah. I don't care what alien race it is. There is no way they're going to have a specific airlock on one side of a cargo bay. Yeah. And on the other side, have a wall that opens up to space. Yeah. With no, like... (laughs) That, no. No one is designing a ship like that. I don't care who you are. It never happens. If you're going to have a specific airlock, that other wall is not just going to be opening up to space with the press of a button. But it worked for the story. It was a very cool... Yeah, it was a cool move. Because, like, he goes in there and mm. I'm like, obviously, they're not going to show... Okay, obviously, this is going to happen. And then it's like, bang. And it wasn't even like, you know, you got that stupid thing that they do in, in, in film and TV where... Enoch would have been looking at the button and then like I'm going to do it you're going to go up the airlock and then Fitz is like what are we going to do Enoch looking at the button again and then the bad guy presses the button and he's pressed the wrong one or something because Enoch switched it like it was they go down locked see you later bang he presses the button and you know it ended up being Enoch pressing the other one like it, I, I felt like it was edited better than other ways I've seen that exact same you know classic yeah. old trick although I kind but of I expected I feel like it could have been so easy to just like just have to go old fashioned with it and, and like fits MacGyver's up like a little mini explosive or something like that out of stuff around and blows a hole in the side of the ship and they all get spaghettied out. Yeah. Like they just, you know, and then like a force field comes, an automatic force field comes in and shuts and closes off that, that bulkhead. Mm. 
That's been done in sci-fi a hundred times and it would have made more sense than like a whole wall just opening up to space. And I figured like Enoch must have been some kind of, you know, Terminator in the sense that like he had magnetic, you know, feet or hands or entire body. Like, like oh, that's obviously oh, why yeah. he can withstand because he was just holding on. But then he was on the floor and then he was just kind of crawling. And I'm like, dude, the vacuum of space is sucking you out of this ship. Have you got some kind of like engineering assistance or are you just holding on and acting really poorly? I don't know, whatever. But, you know, like you said, <laughs> it all it all worked out in the end. Um, yeah. The one bit that really got me, and I guess it's because I watched these two episodes back to back. And it's funny, you know, we talk about wanting to do this more, talk about two of these episodes at a time until some really meaty shit happens because not a lot's going on. It feels like it drags a little bit while they're figuring out what they're doing or in past seasons when they're trying to stretch out the season. You know, post the 12 episodes they have story for to a 20 episode uh, season or something. But when, you know, they, they plant the seed at the beginning of episode three that, uh, you know, Fitz can't have the little flower or the lolly or whatever. Enoch said, that's not good mm. for a Terran stomach, especially when it's empty. You know, it'll do weird shit to you. And then, of course, later on, it pops back up and as if they would but they go oh they all just throw their hands in you know uh, Daisy and uh, and Gemma yeah I'll have one weird person who's offering me weird food that I've never heard of before of course I'll eat this and then yeah they're, they're high they're drunk whatever and then that just it just went on just that little bit too long I was watching them stumble oh, around I the same thing. it was Kristen Wiig and, and Bridesmaids on the plane just like I'm ready to party and I think the only thing I really liked about that was that they had the shot they established at the bar was wide enough that both actresses fit in the shot and they had their giant alien drinks sitting in front of them and they progressively got more drunk and progressively said dumber and dumber shit as the montage went on but the drink level never changed. So it was a nice little way of saying they're just getting worse because this thing's affecting them. It wasn't like they were yeah. high and then they were drinking alcohol, alien or otherwise, to get even worse. They never touched the drop. They never touched the liquid there in those cups, but they got worse and worse and worse. So I just thought that was a nice little sight gag there to go, yeah, that's not what's affecting them. It's not that they're drinking or anything. So Yeah, I didn't. I thought the same thing. All the, the, the psychedelic trip went on way too long. Mm. I reckon they could have cut that whole scene where they're walking down the stairs or trying to walk down the stairs that did nothing yeah and then even even the cut back to the no-name idiots on the ship like them like him being stoned as well we didn't need that either like you could the stuff of them at the bar was fun and under the table and stuff like that but it took so long to get there that i was just like okay i was kind of over it by the time it actually got to the good stuff yeah and even old mate was he was showing symptoms of being high before the other female agent left, wasn't he? I want to say that he was, because when Maybe. all of a sudden he was high and he was looking at weird things and then the prisoner was taking his handcuffs off, and I'm like, why would he be left there alone when he's like that? But maybe he wasn't. Maybe I was just angry at that whole part of the episode. I, don't I, know. Just, I just don't know why that team, like, when they left Naroatsia, why didn't they just get food from there? Like, they're talking about how starving they were. Mm. Wouldn't they have resupplied at Naroatsia before they went? to Kitson no, like I mean think. they had that little guy like you know tied up and they had the Chronicom Hunter which I called so early that he was another Chronicom hmm. um, but they had those two guys like tied up like they could have just taken some food while they were there yeah. and then the whole psychedelic thing wouldn't have happened yeah. but <laughs> you know, never did I think that we would be sitting here actually discussing 
where these people could have eaten along the way. <laughs> like, but that that's a de- that is a detail within this episode that's like, well, that doesn't make any sense, you know. I mean, we start getting down that path, we we'll end up talking about Jack Barron, twenty four, never eats, never drinks, never sleeps, never shits, never pisses. But that episode goes for twenty four hours when the character's already been up for twelve, and it just doesn't make sense, Maddie. Um, <laughs> what I thought didn't make sense was when um, Fitz said a phrase that. Will never utter like will never come from my lips except for right now, which is brothels are not an option. <laughs> he was so determined. He was so angry about that too. He's like, we will not go there. This will not happen. Like, I don't care if my life depends on it, which it does, because I'm on an alien planet with no money, no ship, no food, nothing. I will not go to a brothel. And it's like, I will not sell my body. It's like, mate, Star Lord's been doing it for free for the last twenty years. Yeah. He hasn't been charging, and he's been he's been banging all kinds of alien tales. And let's just, you know, I look, I'm I'm not telling anyone to break their own rules, of their relationship. But this Fitz isn't married. Gemma's married to Fitz. This Fitz isn't married to Gemma. He's not a married man oh, yet, right? True. He's still got to go. They got on married his... when they came back. That's didn't right. They? That's right. I totally forgot about. So that. he's separated by distance, as far as he knows. She's still. In the future, on Earth. He's in an entirely different part of the galaxy. He could go to the brothel, make some money, get a ship, go back to Jupiter, go back in the... He, he's not married to her, and he's not going to see her for 70 years. I mean, come on, Fitz. And there's a, bend the rules. There's a difference. There's a difference between going there as a customer yeah. and going there to work to save your own Absolutely, life. Absolutely, you mate. Know? As, you know, come it's on. like he's going there for fun. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. you got no funds. Like, you're actually going there to not break rules. You're trying to enforce them, if anything. So, I feel like, you know, I feel like Gemma would support that, even though she said she wasn't going to. Look, a weird couple of episodes, Maddie. So, uh, look, we had, to, we had to do that hit. And, and usually on the podcast, when we talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and we're a little bit underwhelmed, we always go into Gifted, which, you know, generally you're pretty positive about, as am I. So, we don't have that, that high point this week. We're going to have to wait until now our next podcast podcast but it actually does put us back on par with the numbers you know we're talking about episode one of shield and episode three of gifted next week episode four of both seasons respective uh, episodes Boom. of both shows respected uh, seasons so episode four of shield season six episode four of the gifted season two next week on uh, marvel tv yeah. thanks for listening i mean you know we've been gone a couple of months but we've had people writing in Far too often than they should, considering they shouldn't have given us the credit to stick around and want to keep listening to us. But they've said, look, when are you going to follow this shit up? You keep starting stuff. Wait, and you pe- people plural? People, mate. Like, I'm wow. just as surprised not, not as person, you are, people. right? Not even just a wow. person. There's one person in particular who really loves our stuff. And a, and a, and a big shout out to you, Benjamin. But, I mean, other than that, we have lots of other people that say, what's going on? And then we've got people within the team saying, let's talk more movies and let's talk more TV. So... I don't know. Now that we're doing this, we've got to keep it up. But if there's if there's a yeah. time to do it, it's a time of restrictions in COVID, even though we're hoping this is all going to end soon. But we'll see what happens. Next week, though, Marvel TV. Not even next week. Whenever we get it up. Next Marvel TV yeah. podcast. Shield. Oh, mate, I'll get it up. Episode four, <laughs> episode four of both shows next week. Episode four of uh, yeah. Maddie Getting It Up. That's available anytime you want. And, you know, let's just leave you with some of the best writing they've done. Uh, Daisy's new catchphrase. If I can't quake it, I'll break it. <laughs> that might have been when I was uh, nodding off because that's uh, that's not great. I would have remembered that. Wow. Ooh, I mean, her delivery wasn't as terrible as it could have been. <laughs> she saved it a little bit. Yeah. But just on its own. Ooh. Yeah, wow. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> she can't quake it. 
She'll break it. <laughs> well, there's no better way to end it than that, Matty. Thank you very much for joining me once again for Marble TV. Oh, thank you, sir. We'll uh, see you back for uh, the next episode. In the meantime, if you're listening, can catch uh, all of our previous episodes, Marvel, DC, or otherwise, movies, TV, trailers, whatever. It's been a while since our episodes, but hey, you might find something you like. We're going to keep it going. Hopefully get all our shows uh, rolling a little bit more frequent now that we're, uh, we're back in action. You can find us on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes, and uh, we'll be increasing that as the shows go on and get us on more platforms out there otherwise uh, follow what's going on facebook twitter and instagram for some updates when new episodes are out or um hey send us an email if you want some uh, to cover some stuff send us in your own thoughts get into geek at gmail.com myself mitch underscore lewis on twitter and instagram maddie where you at i am at high pitch maddie getting it up get get it up on the insta and if you hashtag getting it up getting it up on the dms oh yeah oh, hey you can do my end <laughs> get into geek <laughs>